Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sam's Report. Today is November 4th, also known as Call of Duty Release Day, and I don't care about the new crap. Um, it's only the remastered edition for me. So, uh, <clears throat> that that is what is in my life. This is why I've been running a little bit late this morning, but, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles in this neck of the woods. Actually, I've been waiting for this game to come out for a very long time. Very long time. But, uh, as always, a busy week in the world of Microsoft. And so, let's just dive in once OneNote decides to come back to life here. Uh, let's... Alright, OneNote. Thank you. It, it took a while. So, uh, obviously went into New York this week. Um, hopefully you watched the event. There was some good stuff going on. Uh, but to kick it off, I was actually sitting outside with some other people from who generally come from Microsoft. Mary Jo was not there yet. But uh, other Microsoft publications, you know, everyone's screwing around and just being themselves. And Nadella, you know, Satya, walked quite literally like, yeah, I don't know, like three feet in front of us. And everyone's just like, just staring. And I went, I went, shit, that's Satya. <laughs> so I said, hey, and he looked at me and went, hey, I should have asked for a picture. Uh, slightly regret that, but his his bodyguard goons um, gave me <laughs> the slanty, shifty eye as soon as I called out his name. But anyway, so, uh, you know, got to see him. At least he said a couple words to me. And <laughs> there you go. So anyways, um, other things that happened at the event. So Microsoft announced Teams this week. We'll talk more about that on stage. Uh, on stage. Uh, we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But Microsoft trolled the hell out of me. Um, I posted a lot of stuff about Microsoft Teams, uh, currently previously called Skype Teams, before the event. Now, I know I wasn't the first to actually have the video, but I did get the November release date correct. Um, I got all a bunch of the other features correct. And um, I, I got all the released content correct. And so anyways, on stage, they called me out for it, which was completely caught me off guard. I was sitting next to Mary Jo and I was actually telling her something when they said, when they, when they did all this and I about spit OJ all over her, <clears throat> all over her laptop, which would have been tragic for her, but uh, I don't know, all in good fun. And I, whatever. Um, it, thanks Microsoft. You got one because I completely did not expect that at all. Um, but anyways, so I know a lot of people watch that when it's been covered to death across the web, but what usually isn't Microsoft always gives away like these swag bag things. Um, so this is the one from the event. And so if you followed me on Twitter, you would know that one of the things that was in here is actually a Leatherman. And if you're not familiar with a leather, what a Leatherman is, it's actually this like multi-tool thing. And what's in this multi-tool is a knife. Um, and I flew to this event and it's a good thing. I kind of looked through the bag before usually I just shove these things in my backpack and just go, uh, obviously you can't take a knife on a plane. So I give it to Peter Bright and I wasn't checking a bag. So people were like, just check it. And I'm like, well, I did, I don't check bags 99% of the times I fly. Uh, but I told Peter to bring it to build, which would be in the spring and I will, I can check a bag on the way home and, uh, you know, get it that way. We'll see if Peter actually holds up his end of the bargain. But people want to know what's in this bag. And I'll show you. So one of the things they handed out was a... Da, 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 a Bluetooth speaker. There you go. Um, it, it's not bad. I, I used it. It's whatever. But it is actually branded. There you go. You can kind of see Office 365 and whatever. And so that was in there. And we also have dun, 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 a hustle mug. <laughs> um, obviously, 
this is like a Windows Insider thing. But it, you know what? It's actually a nice little mug. So, whatever. It's cool. And um, there was some chocolate in there. A bunch of these little, like, chocolatey things. And that's really about it. Oh, there was some Office 365 um, redeem code thing. And, I mean, that's really about it. They usually don't go crazy with this stuff, which I, I totally get. Because some people say, hey, that's I'm trying to buy off the reporters. Uh, whatever. Um, that That's what was in the bag. And it's some sort of reuse. It's a reusable Office 365 little bag. So that's really about it. Nothing too crazy. But that was the swag bag from the Microsoft event. Uh, what was that on Wednesday at Milk Studios in New York City? So what else went on in the world of Microsoft this week? Uh, Microsoft ships Minecraft Education Edition, if that's up your, if that makes sense to you, which it probably does to quite a few people, at least in the education sector. Uh, that is now available, five bucks, I believe, for the year. That sounds really good. Um, I, I thought it was five bucks for the year, but it gives you some sort of general management capabilities, allows you to control the little peons running around in your classroom when they're playing Minecraft. So that is now out. Uh, Microsoft also made Outlook available for Fire OS devices. So if you have one of those Amazon, <laughs> well, you probably don't have an Amazon Fire phone. Um, be willing to bet most people do not have one of those. But if you have a Fire tablet, which are pretty cheap, um, you can now get Outlook on it. So there you go. One of the things that keeps coming up here um, <clears throat> about the Surface Studio, we're going to just talk about this for briefly, is you got to kind of take a picture at what Microsoft is. Microsoft, even though they make hardware, um, and I, I don't see this changing anytime soon, they are not a, they're not a primary hardware company, right? They make hardware to complement their software. And at this time, that is what the Surface line is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the premium hardware that complements Microsoft's fantastic software as they refer to it themselves so people are getting really bent out of shape that microsoft didn't build a surface studio that was like 1400 bucks uh, sure they could have built it but there's reasons why they did it one they didn't build it to be a, i don't want to say they didn't build it to be affordable they built it to be a premium device they built it to be a flagship for the surface line they built it to be a flagship for this range of pcs for an all-in-one they wanted this to be the benchmark, right? That's what they built the Surface for. They didn't build it to sell 100,000 of them uh, in the month of December. That's not why they built this thing. Also, too, if they would have built this thing at like 1400 bucks, they would have Dell, Samsung, um, HP, all these guys, every computer manufacturer in the world would have hated Microsoft because they would kill the market, right? Microsoft has uh, additional cash flow lines that are significant and they can invest R&D significantly to build out a premium machine like the Surface Studio and they don't need to sell it at super high volume. Again, they're trying to do this as a flagship hero device for the segment, not as a high volume product. So it, that's just kind of, that's just the way the market is for Microsoft. They're not trying to be, um, they're not trying to build the $299 uh, Chromebook. So that's not what a Surface is. And I just wanted to just clarify that because some people, I don't know, people get really bent out of shape about the price. I get it. It's expensive. I'm, Unless Microsoft sends me one, I'm not buying one. I'm not spending three grand on it. Doesn't mean it's not a good machine. It's just three grand is a lot of money. It's not, I, I don't doodle. I, if I doodled, I would spend three grand on this thing to draw stick figures. Like I can't draw for, I can't draw anything. So we'll just put it at that. <clears throat> Anyways, kind of getting over a cold here, getting on a plane two times in two weeks tends to do that too. But other things that came out this week, uh, where's the headset? And so, micro, not Microsoft, but um, I got my hands on one of these guys. 
This is the latest, uh, I think it's the latest, I, I think that's fair to say, the latest Windows Phone. So this is the Idle 4S. Got it set up on the other finger. Man, I gotta tell you, this fingerprint reader is not great. Like, it's... <laughs> if you watched First String Daily, you would know that this did not work yesterday. And so, there we go. Now I'm logged in. So I've got this thing, I, I just got it yesterday, so it's not all completely set up. But, you know, it's not a bad little phone. I, I shouldn't even say little, it's got a 5.5 inch screen. I should say, it's not a bad phone, at least from a, a, a quality feel to it. Like, it feels pretty good in your hand. Um, it, it, the reviews technically under embargo, so I'm not supposed to like give my, my formal opinion on these sort of things, but whatever. Uh, the one thing I do not like about it is, so it's got a virtualized home button, you know, the home rope, but then you get this empty space at the bottom. So you've got this like dead gap where, and this has become pretty common on phones lately where they do virtual keys, which is fine. No problem with that, but like get rid of this chin looking thing. And so it does make me miss Windows Mobile. It, it really does. Like I, I love, I like this interface. It's just clean. It's, it's good. It's different, whatever. But obviously we all know the reason why this thing did not catch on. The app story is still not finished uh, with this, but no, here it is. It is out. Uh, I, I believe it's out. Actually, I don't know. I should probably, no, it's not. Sorry. November 11th for $470 coming to T-Mobile Snapdragon 820 processor, 5.5 inch 1080p display, display, 64 gigs of storage, micro SD, four gigs of RAM and a 21 inch. Oh God, look, you can actually, I was going to talk about that next. A 21 uh, megapixel camera. For those watching the video feed, you can see the, um, fingerprints. Oh, you can actually see that bright light right there. Yeah, that's what I'm looking into all day. Well, not all day, but in a podcast. But you can see all the fingerprints there. And it's... Yeah, I mean, that's just... That's that's what it is. I, I don't know. If fingerprints really bother you, don't buy this phone. Of course, you probably didn't buy a jet black iPhone either. I didn't. These things do kind of bother me. So, eh, that, that is actually a little annoying. But performance-wise, it's great. Windows Mobile has never, Windows 10 Mobile has never had any performance issues for the most part. I mean, you can buy super low-end phones and they run just, they run buttery smooth. And this is no different. I'm, I'm trying to get this stupid fingerprint sensor to work. There we go. It worked. Um, and you can turn it on when it does work correctly, but there you go. Um, one of the things this thing does come with is, and maybe we can use this fancy overhead camera for this. And so you can see here, it does come with a VR headset and this little plastic thing here will pop off and you can kind of see the uh, inside there. And it, what happens here is you take this phone and, oh, I always do this incorrectly. Watch me break this thing like on the camera. There you go. And you pop it in there like that. And then you, uh, you there's no, no way you'll be able to see this, but pop it in there and then the, you do get a virtual reality experience on uh, this phone and so here's kind of the thing it's not very good I mean it's okay it, it's it's fair I think is the best way to describe it not great not bad but it works and if you've never experienced this stuff um, it, it's worth a shot I would not buy this phone specifically for this contraption it does come with it at least the box that i was sent uh it does come with this vr headset i mean these things aren't super high quality by any means 
And it does come with uh, a couple preloaded games that are VR. I don't know if it's actually going to let me see it. I don't know if I can get the fingerprint reader. I don't know if I can get the fingerprint reader to work. Uh, <laughs> this is the ongoing problem with this thing. And so it does come with some VR experiences. What are they here? Uh, Tube 360, which 360 video. Uh, VR 360 video. So you can go browse um, all the YouTube videos that are 360 degrees. It does come with some preloaded. VR launcher, which is a kind of like an environment thing where you can use the headset. There's a VR store, uh, VR video, and there's also two games, VR zombie, and what's the other one? Some like the little face augmentation thing. And so um, it does work. It's it's not. It's just not great. Even It's obviously going to be a step below the vibe that I had. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of grainy, I think is the best way to describe it. And the, the field of view is very tiny, uh, but it does work. So, you know, take it for granted. It does work. You can do this stuff. Just please do not buy this phone for that because you will be disappointed at the end of the day. So, uh, anyways, this is coming out and yeah, that's, that's really about it. All could tell. So. If you're looking for a new Windows phone, it is, it, granted, I haven't had my full review, but it, it does, it, it's not a, I don't know, like this, so this is metal on the side, and it makes it feel so much better. It makes it feel so much better than this guy. Like, this guy just feels kind of like crap, to be honest, compared to this guy. So, if you're looking, if you're diehard Windows, and you don't want to buy the HP phone, which is a lot of money, um, <clears throat> this, this is probably your next best bet, and... I think you'll be happy with it as long as you, if you're already using Windows Mobile, you'll be happy with it. So I think that's that's kind of the fair way to describe it. Uh, moving on. So Microsoft released a new build of Windows this week, 14959, uh, to fast ring. So there's some new features and other stuff, but there's really only one thing I want to focus on here. And so Microsoft is debuting the Unified Update Platform, or what they call, I believe, UUP for this. And what this is, it's a streamlined version of Windows Update and it'll do Delta updates, which means that your downloads can be up to, as Microsoft says, 35% smaller. And for these large updates, these large Windows 10 updates, this is great. They're going to streamline things. And uh, they're going to they're kick it off with mobile, mostly because I think it's a smaller ecosystem, uh, less device variations, and it's a little bit easier to control and monitor. Um, so here, here's kind of where... I get nervous about this. I'm great that they are trying to optimize this process. My concern at this point is that they're going to introduce more complexity into their Windows as a service model. Uh, there's been some really bad updates that have come out. And what I worry is that by going to Delta updates, they're going to introduce another variable into the pipeline of their update process that they haven't perfected yet. And while they've perfected the delivery mechanism, hey, you can download it, they haven't perfected the <clears throat> quality assurance of each update. And so now if each update can potentially be broken into parts, it makes me nervous that we're going to see more issues crop up with these updates. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's... We'll see. I, I, I will bite my tongue if this comes out and it fixes everything. But given how Windows Update has performed recently, I'm not, I, I, I'm cautiously pessimistic about this. But we'll see. Um, if you're in the fast ring, Godspeed, and good luck with these updates. 
this is one of the big reasons why I say do not run the fast ring on your daily driver on the desktop. Um, now that they're doing this on the phone, it actually kind of makes me reconsider that a little bit because these things can tend to botch things up pretty badly. I would like to think that Microsoft has this process pretty well documented and understood, but we don't know until it happens. So just be on the lookout and all that good stuff. So um, one second. Um, <laughs> my nasal passages are botched this morning. We'll just call it that. So Microsoft announced uh, Teams this week. We've we've talked about Teams a lot lately, but it is coming. Uh, it is in included in business and enterprise SKUs. There's no free iteration, although there is a free trial of Office. So you could potentially get it that way. But there's no way if you have a group of friends and you want to put them into Teams, there's no way to currently do that. So Teams, as we know, is a Slack competitor. And um, Slack put out some ads uh, welcoming Microsoft to the party. And this is kind of like a throwback to some other uh, technology ads that came out many, many years prior. But it felt odd. Um, I don't know. I think Slack was trying to make this like, hey, we're, we're cool too. Like, don't forget about us. But what they really did was tell the world, uh, and they ran a, a full page ad in the New York Times that says, hey, Microsoft is announcing a new tool that competes with us that day. It was really just free advertisement for Microsoft. So Teams, uh, it is in beta now, as I um, you know, wrote up uh, many weeks ago, and it should be coming in Q1. I heard January, but those things are always a little spiff, a little iffy. Now that we have wide testing, we'll see, um, we'll see when it actually comes out. So Q1 is what the official timeline is for release of this product. And it, it's really what Microsoft calls persistent chat. That's what their, their thing is, is here. It's just ongoing. It's always there. You can, you can jump in and out. Uh, we'll see. They've got some big challenges, right? If you're already in Slack, Teams sounds like a good idea, right? It, it seems good. The problem Microsoft hasn't solved yet is how to actually ingest content from Slack into Teams. So they've got the, they've got to overcome that to get those users in. And then if you're new to Teams, it's you gotta you gotta pitch the value of why this type of a service is good when they already have Yammer, Skype for Business, and email. So the trick is to make sure that Teams does not become uh, just another thing you have to check. And at the same time, I don't know, at, at the same time, they have to convince people to actually use it over email. So the problem will become is if you have a team project and you're using Teams, but some people want to use email and some people want to use Teams, and then it's not cohesive. So that's the challenge that they have. I'll be curious to see about adoption rate. If you're using it inside your company, I'd love to know your opinion of it and actually see how it works for you. So, you know, kind of keep your keep your eyes open. I think this is going to be one of those things that's going to take a while to kind of manifest itself. Uh, but Microsoft does have a leg up here. Office 365 in the enterprise world has about what 80 million plus users. So those that that's their that's their target right at right now. And so we shall see if Teams catches on. Um, I do think there is still a place for Yammer inside of this. Uh, I, the way I think of Yammer, Yammer is the company bulletin board. And so you use Yammer when you want to talk to everybody at your company. Teams is not that. You should not be using Microsoft Teams to talk to your entire company. That's not the way this is designed to operate. So that's the distinction between the two is Yammer, entire company, Teams, small, well, Teams. So... There you go. Uh, one of the things I actually think this does do, though, I think that this makes Slack 
a higher potential acquisition target specifically for Google. I think Google is moving further into the enterprise space. Uh, they have Diane Green. Um, they they're building a whole bunch of new data centers. They have G Suite. They have a Jamboard. And so this is could be a way for Google to just whip up a Teams competitor and just buy Slack. Um, I don't know enough about Slack's revenue or cash flow and all that kind of stuff to say if their valuation is too high or too low. But I think this kind of serves it up and saying, hey, Google, if you're not going to build your own, um, just buy Slack and you get brand recognition. It gives credibility to your enterprise offerings. And so that's kind of what I think this actually does. Uh, speaking of Google, Google did something that is frowned upon by many. Uh, they disclosed an unpatched zero-day vulnerability, only giving Microsoft seven days after notifications. Uh, yeah. So what happened was, is there was an actively, there's two sides of the story, and I'll try to cover both. There's, there was an actively exploited zero-day vulnerability in Windows, and Google found it, or whatever they were the ones that reported it and they only gave Microsoft seven days. And after seven days, they released this information to the world. And so they didn't release the exact uh, specific attack vector. They, they used general vague terms, but at the same time, if you're someone who's knowledgeable enough in this area, you could kind of work backwards through all this stuff and figure it out and actually go find the source of the vulnerability and all that good stuff. So it was kind of a bad move on by Google's part, but they only gave Microsoft seven days to patch it. Um, and yeah, so Microsoft is like, hey, that's not really cool, whatever. Uh, Microsoft is going to patch it on Tuesday, November 8th. So it's not like it took them like months or like quarters or anything. So pretty much shame on Google. They should have they should have done it with Microsoft and on November 8th after the patch went out, then released the information. But uh, <clears throat> some people will say, hey, by doing this with this positive, positive pressure and they did it to let people know about things that are going on. Really, that doesn't that's not a valid argument. I, I don't buy that mostly because the people who are going to be impacted versus the people who didn't know is much smaller. So what they did was they told a whole bunch of new people that says, Hey, this attack vector exists and now they can go exploit it until Microsoft can patch it. Um, I, I just think there's more negative consequences than potentially positive consequences in this. Of course, you could make the argument that now that an admin knows about the exploit, they could try to work around and protect themselves. But at the same time with Microsoft only about a week behind, they could have kept it quiet and there you go. Um, that is that. So other things, um, Google actually is now shipping their Google Home speaker. I actually pre-ordered one of these and then I canceled it. I was hoping that Microsoft was going to announce one. Um, and I'm actually kind of happy I did cancel it, mostly because at this time, the Google Home is less functioning than an Amazon Echo. Uh, so I'm not going to replace my Echo with it. And when Microsoft or if Apple comes out with one, then I will buy the Google. That way I can do a nice cross-shop comparison and uh, go with that. But I didn't actually cancel it. So if those of you who are looking out uh, for that review, it's not going to come from me. Paul did get one, though. He bought one. Um, so there's that. Uh, something else I want to hit on, too, about the Surface, because we talked enough about Google before we get to the reader questions, is Microsoft is missing out on a really big opportunity. It's kind of getting frustrating at this point. So this, um, where's my other, oh, you use this one. So we got Surface Book here. Uh, if I can open it. And as we all know, if you press this little button, let's try to keep it on the camera, the screen comes off, right? And so what we actually have here is we have a tablet and we have a keyboard dock, um, for lack of a better term. 
what this really is, is a modular laptop, right? We have battery and GPU. We have CPU, RAM, integrated GPU or integrated graphics and storage. All right, Microsoft, you have two really cool components here. They just announced uh, at the studio event a performance base that has improved batteries and graphics. I'm waiting for an actual official response back from Microsoft on this. And why, why aren't they just selling this independently, right? Microsoft, when you have a laptop, one of the reasons why you typically replace it is one of two things. At least, I know there's many reasons, but let's just talk in generalities here for a second. One of the two reasons you replace it are the batteries are flat, that it just no longer holds any sort of charge. Other reason being that the performance isn't good enough. And so CPUs these days are fine for many, many years, much longer than the older gen stuff. So like anything from like Broadwell and Ivy, what was it, Ivy Bridge or whatever. Um, anyways, the last couple generations of, somebody just DM'd me and it screwed me up. Anyways, the last couple generations of uh, CPUs are fine for performance for the vast majority of people. If you have a three-year-old Intel uh, chip, it's likely still fine performance-wise. What might not be so great is the graphics, right? Graphics is still growing pretty exponentially and demands are increasing. But yeah, so Microsoft has the solution for the laptop here. They have this fixed. Microsoft has dedicated off, what I call offsite GPU and battery, and they're not using it. Like sell the fricking base independently and let people who bought like, let's say an i5 and they want to kind of refresh, but they don't want to buy a whole new machine. Let them buy the base for four or 500 bucks, upgrade their machine and run with it. I don't know. This is like really kind of annoying because Microsoft could do a lot with this technology. Same with the Surface Studio. So, uh, and now everybody on Twitter is DMing me because they saw me. It, it messed up my flow. Thank you for that. But anyways, that is, that is the frustrating point with Microsoft right now is that they have this really cool technology and they have it built and they have it released and they're not, like this could be the major selling point for Surface is that you have swappable components it's kind of been the dream for many people of many years, right? The Surface Book is pretty slim. Um, granted, you know, you've got this gap, whatever. Does, the gap doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but it's relatively slim and sleek, and it has a swappable GPU and battery. And Microsoft is not letting us just swap these things out. So I'll have more on that hopefully here relatively soon. But that's it's kind of frustrating that, like everybody else can see this and maybe they don't think that there's enough market share for it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what their logic is behind this, but Microsoft, if you're listening, let's get real about this dedicated offsite GPU and battery capability you have for the surface book. And let's really just make this thing even more awesome. So there you go. Uh, that's kind of a mini, not, well, I guess you could call it a rant, but it's like, come on, Microsoft, you've got this stuff. Let's use it. Let's, let's run with this fun stuff. So, all right, we got some killer uh, reader questions this week. And let me pull up the forms. For those of you who ask, it's thurot.com, T-H-U-R-R-O-T-T.com forward slash forms. And you can see the Sam's reports in there. And every, uh, roughly every week, um, about a few hours before the show, I just post a thread. I tweet it out and say, hey, you got any questions? Run uh, here. So, First question we've got, uh, let me get this, everything set back up again. Whoop. Clicking on screens is not a good thing to do during a podcast. I know better than that. So uh, it says, if you think there's hope for a new Surface phone, and this is by a writing, or, or writing 
is this username. If you think there's hope for a new Surface phone, do you think they will keep it in three tiers of, of insider business and value? It seems like the Lumia Microsoft strength by breaking it up. Uh, no, if Microsoft releases a Surface phone, I think they're going to do the exact same thing they do at the Surface Studio. They're going to build a hero Hallmark device that is likely expensive, probably much like the Elite X3, and that's it. They're not going to go try to do this volume stuff. They lost a lot of money on Lumia, uh, billions of dollars. And so they're not, I don't think they're going to try to the tear it out. Um, potentially, maybe they would do it on the software side, but not on the hardware side. Uh, so JLV632 asks, uh, with the Surface dial, does it work with the Surface Pro 3 as a dial? I only ask because I'm sure Penna said that it did, but on the Microsoft Store, it only shows Book and Pro 4. Um, no love for the Pro 3. So I, I don't have a definitive answer, but my understanding was that it only worked with uh, the Pro 4 and the Surface Book. That was my understanding, mostly because of the display, I believe. That might not be correct. But I thought it only worked with uh, the latest gen devices. So if that's what the store is saying, I, I tend to think that the store is correct. So there we go. Uh, Michael Martinez asks, while two weeks uh, doesn't make a trend, do you think Microsoft is finally going in the right direction when it, with its introduction of new products? Uh, Surface Studio and Teams has created perception that its two main competitors in the field, Apple and Slack, are in defense, if not right out in damage control mode. Um, there's kind of two parts to that question. I think Microsoft has gotten better at product introductions. I think they, they really have. Their onstage presence is finally starting to come together. Uh, their last event actually went very smooth, at least from an outsider perspective. Granted, not every device is available right away. People generally like and saying, hey, here's Surface Studio. Go buy it now and it'll be delivered in a week. Apple is very good about doing that. But there's also more risks because you have to build out inventory, which means more leaks and more potential issues. But... Um, for my presentation and kind of pomp and circumstance or whatever it is, uh, agenda type thing, Microsoft has gotten very good at on stage. Now, the problem they still have is that they're Microsoft, right? They have this old baggage legacy of a brand and anybody who lived through the nineties thinks Microsoft is just kind of like as fun as the gray fabric on a cubicle wall. Now, granted, I don't necessarily believe that. They've made some good strides, and I would argue that Xbox and Surface are kind of like the shining beacons inside of Microsoft that are helping to change the brand, but uh, the brand perception, I should say. But they still, they still have... Like, if you put Apple and Microsoft next to each other and gave them to a group of users, Apple's still going to win out on, like, the cool, hip brand factor, mostly because they don't do enterprise stuff. And enterprise stuff, no matter who you are, unless you're an IT pro, is not... It's not sexy in any capacity. It might be cool and neat and functionally efficient, but it's not well-polished UI. I mean, hell, half of the, half the stuff in the enterprise world doesn't even have a UI. So uh, they kind of have that on the other side. But Microsoft is coming around. We'll see if they can ever kind of just shake off that old rust of people just thinking that they're not cool. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So Mary Jo actually asked a question, and it really caught me off guard here. Uh, Mary Jo, Mary Jo Foley this is, are queso tots hand down the best tots or is there still possibly some other kind of tots? Say a tot or team's tot may ultimately triumph. Um, so if you don't know the kind of inside joke, there's a bar in New York City that Mary Jo frequents very much. Um, every time I'm in New York, I go there. It's called Rattle and Hum and they have tater tots and they're just tater tots. But 
<laughs> it's I'm, this is really caught me off guard mary joe uh they're just tater tots there's nothing crazy about them they do deep fry them and they're delicious but it's always that you're having great beer you with friends and tater tots and so last week when i was there after about five beers um, we've been there since noon just working and kind of hanging out and talking and chatting with mary joe at like 4 30 is like can i get some tots with queso on it and the waitress looked at us and went yeah actually you can so to answer Mary Jo's question, the only way this those tots could have been better, in my opinion, is if you put some jalapenos on them. I love jalapenos. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> some tater tots. Thanks for the question, Mary Jo. Um, Tourniquet, interesting name, asked, uh, will Windows 10 Mobile also support Windows Holographic? I believe it actually will. I, th I don't know enough about it yet. And we're actually going to learn more about the support and features of all this stuff. Um, uh, in December at WinHack. Uh, that's WinHEC. It's not like Windows Hack, but it's like WinHack. That's actually their hardware conference that's in China. And how does the Al Alcatel Idle Pro 4 fit in this VR thing, or doesn't it? I don't I don't quite have... I don't know that answer. That's actually a very good question about how this device, this phone, is going to play completely into Microsoft's VR vision. And I'd have to think that there's going to be some overlay, because, right, remember this thing? At the end of the day, this thing runs Windows 10. So don't don't ever discount that, and it would be really easy, provided the hardware can run it. That's the, the big question, is what's the performance going to be like on this thing? Because obviously desktop has a much beefier infrastructure compared to a phone, not to mention it's typically running x86, and this is ARM. Um, but Microsoft is still really dedicated to ARM. There's a lot of good value in supporting ARM and cellular connectivity, not only on the desktop, but also in uh, servers and all that stuff. But anyways... I don't have a really good answer for that one. That's a really good question. Um, next question, actually, same tourniquet asked a couple. It says, any news about Microsoft Health Platform? Windows Central posted uh, picks about a new UI, back then MS Health now, uh, MS Band app in June. Is this still coming? I don't know. Um, band, I mean, Band has been broken apart. I'm not expecting a Band, even though I still wear this thing on occasion. Uh, I'm not expecting a Band. I'm not really expecting too much on that front in the near future. That's That's a tough question. Uh, and then finally, he asks three questions. Going for going for broke here. Uh, are there any chances that the Band 2 will get further feature updates? I don't think so. Uh, there was actually, whoops, that was probably really loud. There was actually a feature that's supposed to be coming that allowed you to use this as an authentication device for Windows. And I don't think I haven't heard anything about that. So I don't. I wouldn't hold your breath for new features coming to this. It is a sunset product at this point, and so that is that. Uh, next question comes from. Anarchy Lover, Anarchy Lover. Uh, while Microsoft has released some nice products lately and the cloud business is booming, what on earth is happening in the consumer? Uh, Windows Mobile right now, other than uh, going on about that, Microsoft browser is hemorrhaging. Uh, users, Windows 10 adoption stalled along. So, okay, so I see where this question is going. Actually, I need to do a write-up about Edge. Uh, there was a report out today that Edge... Microsoft browsers, when you're talking Edge and Internet Explorer, have lost 40 million users year over year. We know that Edge usage is low, and now Microsoft is doing this stupid thing where they're putting little pop-ups, and it feels desperate. If you have Edge pinned to your taskbar and you haven't used it in a while, it puts this little pop-up and says, hey, come use me, uh, earn Microsoft points or whatever it is. And it's getting really annoying. <clears throat> and Microsoft needs to be very careful here because they're going to damage Edge's reputation. Um, and so, I don't know, it kind of feels, it feels very much like what Slack did with their ad. It's just kind of odd, right? It's a little like, are you guys just desperate or are you trying to be cool, hip, and just, I don't know. Um, but I don't, people seem to really be discounting Microsoft in the consumer space. 
I, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that. I, I see it from both lights. Um, from one aspect, they build really good laptops. The Pro 4 and the Book are great machines, and those are um, higher-end consumer d- devices. The thing is, is Microsoft can't go super value budget friendly um, because it, they have they have hardware partners like HP and Dell who will be get very upset with them if they start introducing low cost products. Now, at the end of the day, they could, but I think there there's more value in having Dell and those guys be friends than enemies at this point. So I don't know what people really want from Microsoft as a consumer company, but I don't think they're abandoning the consumer in any capacity. Uh, Bart asks, uh, with Microsoft Teams, Microsoft has found a way to integrate software and services in, in its builds for business. MS Teams sort of has a functions as a dashboard for chat, office, and email. Do you experience similar offerings con- for consumers? So this is a good question. I thought about this actually for quite a while. I don't really know how that would work, to be honest. Um, the closest thing you have to a dashboard is actually the Action Center in Windows 10. And so... Uh, it would be nice to have some sort of built-in, like, here's everything, like your emails. I don't know. Maybe they could build something out like that. But I think it would have to be more dashboard-like and less productivity-based, if that makes sense. Because Teams is all about having lots of users. What I think uh, Bart is talking here about is, like, you go to a, a panel. It says, hey, you have 13 unread emails. Um, you have 10 a- action items in Windows that you need to take care of. You have three reminders in Wonderlist that you haven't looked at. Uh, that would actually kind of be kind of cool. I don't really know what they're going to do. There is a talk of... In- an office hub coming to windows 10. And so I don't know if that type of a product would fill that role. So good question. Actually, great question. Uh, And so last question here. Oh, wait, no, two. Sorry. Jeez. One just popped in. Uh, Luxury traveled asks, what is happening with Cortana? Uh, It seems to be getting worse in the UK and functionality being removed from Windows 8.1 to Windows 10. So I have some really big concerns about Cortana. I honestly, uh, Microsoft needs to kind of come out and say, hey, this is what we're going to do with Cortana. Um, Because even though it's available everywhere, it's very rarely, it's not nearly used to the same capacity as Siri. uh, Or I bet Google Now is used quite a bit more. And considering they don't have a, a kitchen computer and their telemetry, at least what I've heard internally, is that a lot of people don't speak to their computer and say, and Microsoft loves to do it on stage, they'll say, hey, Cortana, pull up this document. Most people don't actually do that, um, at least from what I'm hearing. So I don't really know what the future of Cortana is, and I, I hope that they kind of figure it out. So this kind of actually relates back to what are they doing with the consumer. I was hoping we'd see that home hub uh, device. We didn't. And that would have been the perfect launching pad to say, okay, Cortana's been uh, everywhere, and it's been learning really cool stuff, and now we're going to put it in the kitchen, and it's just going to be wonderful. And we haven't gotten there yet. So I don't know. I The future of Cortana is is very interesting. Uh, Aiden Finn is actually in the comments. I said Cortana available everywhere. Uh, let me qualify Aiden. Uh, Aiden's actually, I, I, will, I will call him a good friend. We did a webinar together. When I say available everywhere, I mean it's on iPhone. It's on Android. It's on the desktop. Uh, it's on Xbox. So it's actually only available, I believe, in 10 countries right now. But... That's what I meant. It was It's on every type of device, but it's not fully used. And that's what, you know what, maybe maybe this is the Microsoft story, right? We have the Surface Book, and they're not fully fully utilizing their potential with a an off-site GPU and battery. They have Cortana, which has immense capabilities, excellent voice recognition, and they're not using that product to its full potential. So I don't know. Maybe that's Microsoft's thing. They're, they're like the 90% company. So... 
Uh, Eric is actually asking about cash. I haven't heard anything about this. Actually, I probably shouldn't say that. Um, I talked with some Microsoft people and I I brought it up and I was like, hey, so we went uh, one clip. Thanks for not killing it, guys, to cash. You know, when are we going to get this out there? And they all just kind of looked around and did that like shifty eye thing. Like, Brad, shouldn't we? We shouldn't be telling Brad this kind of stuff. Um so we, we haven't heard when it's going to come out. I am waiting for it. I, I have it installed, but it doesn't really function correctly because it's kind of a hack that Raphael put together to make it work. But uh, cash is um, near and dear to my heart. So trust me, as soon as I hear anything about, about it, I will be one of the first to people shout it from a rooftop because it is an excellent application that Microsoft is building. Hopefully they don't do the 90% route either. And so... Uh, I don't know, guys. Um, I think we're going to kill it there. I don't, I could ramble on and there's really good conversations, but I like to keep this thing. I will be doing a podcast here at 1 p.m. with Paul, uh, First Ring Daily Live. And we've actually do have a chat room up. We're in some final stages of getting it prepped, but that should be finally available. But anyways, um, insider tip of the week, check out Microsoft Teams if you're in an enterprise. If you're in a large company, I want to, I really want to see what people's honest feedback is. Like I've been, I've been looking at it for a while. I've, I've had some internal feedback about it, but now that it's out in the wild and people can really use this thing, uh, let me know how it works inside your company. I, I'm, I'm very curious to see if people can actually move into this platform who haven't used Slack. So that's kind of, kind of the, the question du jour, if you will. So once again, guys, this has been another episode of the Sam's Report. I really do appreciate everybody watching. Now I can actually see myself again because I screwed up and actually hit the screen. Uh, Call of Duty Modern... Oh, final thing. I'm dead serious about this. If you plan on playing Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare, the remastered, I'm not playing the new crap, send me a message on... Uh, you can add me on Xbox Live, BD Sam's, and like tell me like you're from Twitter because I get it. Some people will add you after games, but I'd love to play with you guys. Uh, sp- you know, it's a team-based game for when people want to coordinate together. I, <laughs> When I started playing this, like, flashbacks of memories of college and all that stuff. Like, I, I love this game, and I suspect I'll be playing it a lot. So definitely just let me know you're from Twitter, and I'll I'll totally try to link up with people. Um, I'm generally a mild-mannered gamer, so no screaming, please. Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll be back next week. And life should be a little bit better because I won't be traveling next week. So love you guys as always. Uh, Have a good weekend.